Welcome to Saving You is Killing Me, Loving Someone with an Addiction podcast. Loving someone with an addiction is a life of chaos. This podcast is to help you take back your power and build strength, hope, and restore peace in your life. We use the science and art of positive psychology, professionals in their field, along with personal stories of hope, resilience, and strength. We hope you can discover how the courage to focus on you can help put your life back together. When you are in a place of exhaustion, hopelessness, and emptiness, we are a community that knows all too well the turmoil that comes from loving someone with an addiction. We are here to help you compassionately struggle well. Hey there, Andrea here. I hope you're doing as good as can be. I'm the author of Saving You Is Killing Me, Loving Someone With An Addiction. So today we're going to talk all about the realities of addiction and why you must advocate for yourself. So it's so important. It's prevalent to misunderstand how and why other people become addicted to drugs or alcohol. Uh, it's come to think that those that are addicted maybe lack willpower and maybe moral decision making and things like that. And also, it's really common to feel as take it personally. That's like, why are they choos- choosing drugs over me? Like, why are they choosing that lifestyle? over a beautiful family life. Like, you know, sometimes I remember racking my brain, like thinking, you know, why is he choosing that when we have such a nice life together? And I I almost felt that he was choosing that and, and that he, like our love wasn't enough. So it's really, really, it's a challenging position to be in when you love someone with an addiction. So in the reality of it, drug addiction is a very complex subject. Some people even would call it a disease. Um, Drugs and alcohol basically change the way our brain functions. And it actually makes quitting really hard, even for those who want to. So from the science, from all the research, from the professionals in their field, the consensus of some realities are in place. So it's important to know what these these consenting or the the consensus of the realities of addiction are, because that can help you. It can arm you with these realities so that you can better advocate for yourself, so that you can heal and so that you can take back your power and and become a priority in your own life. So this is what this uh, episode is all about. This is what we're going to talk about today. And so now, according to many psychologists, to counselors, to recovery groups, there are a f- they suggest basically the variations of what I'm about to talk about. So they suggest some sort of variation of the following realities of addiction. So are you ready? This will help you because knowing this, you're going to be armed with wonderful um, realization of the realities of addiction so that you can better move forward in your life. Okay, so the first reality is you did not cause the addiction. Remember this, you did not cause the addiction. You are not at fault. So you didn't parent wrong. You didn't girlfriend wrong. You didn't do anything wrong. You are not the cause of the addiction. You know, as a parent or a significant, a significant, I couldn't say that word, sorry, significant other of someone who, who is in the grips of addiction, it's often, it's 
common to think that you've done something wrong to cause it. It's common to think that maybe you're not enough. Um, and, and, and these are common common thoughts and common feeling, right? Feeling hopeless and helpless, you know, not to mention that the people who are addicted are very much likely to blame other people, you know, blame the parent or, you know, you didn't parent me good or blame the girlfriend. Like it's because we get in fights all the time that I go out and do drugs. It's very common for um, people who are addicted to blame other people for their addiction, right? So, you know, this is very common. So it's a mere attempt to justify their actions. So it's important and it's essential for you to recognize that it's not about you. You didn't cause it. You are not the cause of the addiction. Another reality is that no one expects to become an addict. So this is a really, you know, people don't set out to th- that say, I want to become addicted. So this is another common reality or, or consensus in reality is no one expects to become an addict. So although addiction does start with choices, choices to use drugs, it does start with a choice to drink. Um, many people who try drugs and alcohol, they don't get hooked. So this is actually um, not a reality of addiction. No one expects to become an addict um, when they go out and they first choose to you know, have their first drink or you know, snort their first line. Um, so there's no easy way to understand what causes one person to become addicted compared to another person. So it's essential to recognize this, that no one expects to become an addict. So it's not that someone had a terrible childhood, so they're going to become an addict. It's not that someone, you know, the reality is that no one expects it. No one has a predisposed like wish to become addicted to drugs. So that's another one of the realities of addiction. The other reality of addiction is that you can can you cannot control their behavior. So no matter how hard we try, and I know we do, uh, I know I did in my situation, um, you cannot control their addiction. Um, and so we tr- as hard as we can try, um, we do not have control over their addiction. So you can't control an addict's behavior. Um, addiction is considered a disease that starts with a choice and it's heavily affecting the brain. So the brain is actually what controls the addiction. So um, the, the, the change in chemistry. So you cannot control their addiction. So no matter how hard you try, you are not able to control your loved one who is struggling with addiction. And just knowing that allows you to step back and relinquish that feeling and, and desire and try. I know we try so hard, um, but we cannot control their addiction. Um, the other thing is we cannot cure their addiction. Now, this is so hard. I know I'm a, I am a a people pleaser. I know that I read, I do my best to try and help. I know when you see someone you love struggling with addiction, it is so hard um, that we try so hard to help them, to cure them, to help them in so many ways. And um, we only wish we could love them hard enough to cure them of this addiction. But there is no simple cure for addiction. Uh, this is there's nothing that we can do uh, to save or fix the addicted person in our life, and this is a really hard reality to grasp. This is really hard, especially when you see someone that you love struggling with addiction. So we cannot cure their addiction. 
That's the bottom line. The other uh, consensus and the other um, realities of addiction is that you are powerless over their addiction. So this is crazy. This is the hardest part for me. This was one of the ones um, that was hard for me to grasp because, you know, you try everything, you know, I had training and resiliency skills and like, you know, well-being. And here I am trying so hard to um, balance this person that was in my life. And um, this realization that you are powerless over that addiction is really, really hard um, to grasp. So now remember, powerlessness is often mistaken for weakness. But it is not, it is not weakness. This is a vital step. Um, recognizing that you are powerless over the addiction um, is important because we often believe that we should take control of the addicted person's loved one's life, that we should try to fix the problem, that we should try to overcome, help them overcome this struggle and, and step in and really, you know, be absorbed in their life. But really what that does is it really creates this, this, um, this, you basically lose yourself trying to save someone else. And that's why my podcast and my book is called Saving You is Killing Me, Loving Someone with an Addiction, because that's what happens is we end up stepping in um, and trying to control their lives and fix the problems and, you know, helping them overcome these struggles. Um, so the a really big step here is to admit that you are powerless. And it really does involve learning how to surrender. Um, learning and leaning into this idea of surrendering the things that we cannot control. Um, so those are all the realities, and I'm sure there's more, but those are the main consenting uh, realities of addiction, that you are powerless over their addiction. Sadly, uh, you cannot cure their addiction. You cannot control their addiction. And no one expects to become an addict. Uh, also, you did not cause the addiction. According to many psychologists, counselors, and recovery groups, these are these. There's you know the, there's variations on all of these realities of addiction, but those are generally the realities of addiction. So when you're armed with these realities, advocating for yourself and your healing and your ability to take back your power become a priority. And so it's really important to advocate for yourself. So this is why we must advocate for self. Knowing those realities of addiction, it's important now to advocate for yourself. So what does self-advocacy mean? So it's basically knowing what your rights are and knowing what you deserve in your life, knowing what you, your, your rights are. Like I have the right to be, you know, uh, treated with respect. I have the right to be, um, uh, you know, lovable. I have the right to, you know, what are your rights? And so knowing what you deserve and what your rights are is really important. And when we are equipped with the realities of addiction, it kind of allows you to step back and take back your power. So you know what's fair, you know, and you can speak up for your rights and you make choices and decisions that actually take care of you. So self-advocacy is a skill that you need to learn and to really hone in on when you love someone with an addiction. Self-advocacy is all about, you know, making choices and decisions to take care of you. 
And um, I can't emphasize that more like in my book, my podcast, my support groups, that's what it's all about. It's helping you so that you can advocate for yourself effectively. Um, so it's hard, right? You might feel broken, but you, you have the ability to bounce back. You have the ability to um, struggle well and to get get through this. Um, so it's essential to take back your power, to build your strength, to build your hope, um, to build the happiness back into your life and the sense of peace. And sometimes you get to a point where you're at a breaking point. It's like, I can't do this anymore. Um, and whether you're there or not there yet, I really hope that this is a message that can help you so that you can, you know, jump back into your life, advocate for yourself, knowing the realities of addiction so that you can struggle well. Cause I know this is hard. So if you're someone that if someone, you know, is caught in the grips of addiction, you no doubt are living your own personal nightmare, but you can build your resiliency back up. You can shift your focus back onto you, back onto advocating for yourself, caring for yourself and, and taking care of yourself and making choices and decisions that actually take care of you. And that includes setting your boundaries, right? Of what it is that you will or will not tolerate in your life. And now boundaries, remember, I have to say, just on the side note, boundaries are for you. They're not making rules for other people. So boundaries are for you and taking care of yourself and also honoring your rights. So I, I really love that, that emphasis there. So here's some food for thought. Ask yourself, what are your rights? What do you deserve? And, you know, by building this resiliency and this self-advocacy, you know, what is it that you're going to do? What small step that can you take in order to advocate for yourself and take back your power? So that's it today. I really hope you got a lot out of this. Just remember that um, addiction, drug addiction is, um, and or any alcohol addiction as well, is really important for us to under, have an understanding of the realities of addiction, because that's what we're dealing with. Knowledge is power. So the realities of addiction are there. Knowing that, you can better advocate for yourself. You can better focus on taking back your power and jumping back into your life full of honoring your rights and, and knowing what you deserve and then and, and making great choices that look after your self-care. So that's it, my friends. I hope you enjoyed this. I hope you got a lot out of this and um, we're going to have lots more for you coming forward in lots of episodes. And um, I hope you got something out of this. Sending hugs. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you want additional support, you can head on over to my website at andreasidel.com where we have a wonderful, supportive, compassionate community. We also have a private Facebook group and Instagram feed called Saving You is Killing Me, Loving Someone with an Addiction. Be sure to subscribe here so you get the latest episodes. And of course, share this with your community and your support groups or anyone going through this struggle so that we can all work together to take back our lives and restore joy. Thank you so much for joining me, not only today, but also week after week. I'm so grateful that I get to show up for you and share these episodes every single week so that we can go on this journey together. Until next week, sending hugs.